The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hey, welcome to the online marketing show. This is Joe Bushnell. Today's special guest is Dave D. Go to DaveD.com to find out more. Dave, thanks for being on the call with me today. Hey, my pleasure. Dave, today we're going to be talking about product launches. But before we do so, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? And also before the call, I told you that I was going to introduce you as an internet marketer, but you actually asked me not to do that, despite the fact that you do do a lot of online marketing. Can you tell us why? You don't want to think of yourself as an internet marketer or that you have an internet business. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as an internet business. The internet is not a business. What the internet is, is the internet is a media. That's all it is. Um, I'm an information marketer, and I use all of the tools poss- that I possibly can, including the internet, uh, to market my business and market my clients' businesses. Great. So I do a, an integration of online and offline marketing. Now, when I say that, I'm like the least popular guy when I speak at internet marketing seminars, and I rarely, rarely <laughs> ever speak at them. Um, because, I'm the, because I'm talking about, hey, you know, offline marketing still rocks. And in fact, the truth is offline marketing rocks more than internet marketing. So I really take an integrated approach uh, to it. So that's, that's the first thing. If you want to explode your profits and make a lot more money, you want to do some things offline. You want to integrate both online and offline. Um, I started at this game probably now about 12 years ago. Um, I lived out my childhood dream of being a professional magician um, after many false starts and getting into many different kinds of businesses and never really pursuing what I really wanted to pursue. And I then uh, became a professional magician. I went from doing three shows a month to averaging 30 shows a month in less than three months. And in my fourth month, I did 57 shows. And I did all of that through not because I was the greatest magician on the planet, but I learned marketing which is the whole deal, <laughs> the whole deal. So whatever you're selling, you're really not, whatever your business is, you're really not in that business. What you're really in is the marketing of that business. Sure. So when I thought of myself, when I changed my, my thinking from being a magician to a marketer of entertainment services, just that little mind shift really, Joey, made a huge difference for me uh, because I said, hey, wait a minute, I got to get really good. Yes, I have to deliver good product, but... I could be the best entertainer, the best performer in the world. You could be the best butcher, baker, candlestick maker in the world, but if nobody knows about you, it doesn't make any difference. It's not a competitive advantage to have the best product uh, because until somebody buys it, then it is an advantage, but they don't know that until they own it. So marketing is number one. Uh, and so then when, at my fourth month when I did 57 shows, I was thinking, hey, wait a minute. Um, my entire income is based upon me going out and doing these shows. And I had a baby on the way and I was like, well, what happens if something happens to me and I break my arm or break my leg and I can't go out and do these shows, so what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I was then, I was in the uh, shower listening to an audio cassette program. Remember, there was no CDs back then, just audio cassettes. And mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to a program by the name of, a guy by the name of Jay Abraham, who's a, a brilliant, a brilliant marketer. And the program was okay, but he said one thing that stuck in my mind. He was, he talked about how you can 
Leverage your assets to create a side profit center in your business. Le- leverage your intellectual assets. And it was a very, very, very short section, but it really, it really caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, what is this thing? Uh, how can I take this information that I know and, and, and monetize it? And then I started studying information marketing. I learned from uh, probably the godfather of information marketing, Dan Kennedy, Mm-hmm. And I started selling how-to information to other magicians. Now, not how to do better magic tricks, but rather how to book more shows, how to make more money. And uh, very, very quickly, and by the way, there was no internet then. Neither there was, but it wasn't anywhere like it is now, and I wasn't even using the internet. I created my first product on a typewriter, not even a computer on a typewriter. I mean, it was a disaster. Uh, but I got in the game, and that's really one of the key things, Joey, is getting in the game, uh, mm-hmm. taking imperfect action. Uh, good enough is good enough. All of those things, because if I had waited until I created the perfect product before I started marketing, I would have been in big trouble. And we're going to get back to that in a second, because this is one of the keys to success. Sure. Well, what happened was very, very quickly um, that my income from selling information caught up and then surpassed the money that I was making actually going out and doing performing and doing shows and actually doing my service. And then I got to thinking, hey, this is pretty darn good, getting checks in the mail and having people call me up with their credit card number and being able <laughs> to sit on my ass in my house, <laughs> right, as opposed to going out and doing these shows. So what, what happened was my business slowly shifted from being a doer of the services to being a teacher of what I had already learned. And then other business owners started seeing my success because I spoke at a lot of uh, seminars and things like that about this. And they said, well, hey, wait a minute. If you did it, um, uh, can you teach us how you did what you did? I mean, we've got this knowledge too, and we want to share it with other people. And we want to make money, you know, create a side profit center in our business. And so I started teaching other people, but I really wasn't aware of the whole product launch thing. Um, Back then, there was no product launch type of thing. It was just basically selling information products and selling more products and doing coaching and that kind of stuff. And what happened was I went to a seminar and I met uh, a woman uh, by the name of Alexis Neely, Alexis Martin Neely, and she hired me. She was a very successful attorney, and she hired me because she had been trying to get into the information marketing business for a really long time, selling information to other attorneys. And she had been stumbling along, spent a lot of money on fake gurus. And you got to be really careful because there's a lot of people who don't know what the hell that they're talking about out there. And, Joe, I think it's really cool that you mentioned that, hey, I'm not an expert at this. This is not what I'm an expert at. A lot of people wouldn't admit that, right? They just make up some stuff (laughs) and pretend that they're an expert. So um, that's the first time that I really designed a product launch. So she paid me a ton of money as a private to be one of my private clients. I take very, very few private clients. But she paid me a ton of money to... Um, be my private client. I led her through a procedure that I had created. And so from when we started to six weeks later, we ran our uh, her first teleseminar, the first teleseminar that she's ever done, never even really heard of a teleseminar. Uh, keep in mind now, when we started, she had no list, okay, no list at all, zero list. She had no product, all right? And we do, we're doing this teleseminar. Well, to make um, a long story short, in 67 minutes, she sold $117,000 worth of this product that she didn't even have created yet. Wow. Yeah. Tr- truthfully, um, to this day, that is probably one of my best business days 
ever. Now, she paid me a lot of money, and I got a cut of that, but that's not why it was one of my best business days ever. It was because she was so thrilled. I mean, she was literally, as the orders were pouring in after the call that we did, I'm on the phone with her, and she is literally screaming jumping up and down, I mean, crying, and then just, it was, it was incredible. It was a life-changing experience for her. And then we did um, something that's kind of unique to me, is we did some relaunches of that, not the way that people are doing it now, but just did relaunches of it. The, uh, and the bottom line is, in four, in four weeks, she had done $225,000 in sales wow. of this information product. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's lesson number one, by the way. Lesson number one is get out there and start doing the marketing and sell the thing first. Um, what most people do is they say, hey, wait a minute, i got to create the perfect product. If I create the perfect product and the product is fantastic, then I'm going to go out and sell it. But that's just an excuse. That's just an excuse. It's just procrastination because you don't want to spend all of your time creating this unbelievable product that nobody wants. Okay? <laughs> Typically... That is what most people do. Uh, Alexis had created about 17 products that were about 80% done, but nothing done to completion. Nothing brought out to the market to sell. And so what I told her is I want you to pick one thing. We're going to focus on this one thing and we're going to sell it. Now, when she had $225,000 in the bank, Joey, it gave her a lot of motivation to complete the product. Yeah, I'm sure it did. A lot of motivation. Now, I'm yeah. going to say that with this, with this caveat here. If you are starting completely from scratch, you do have to gather up some materials so you can put your product together very, very quickly. I'm not saying just sell something and have no idea how you're going to produce it. So in her example, she was selling materials to other lawyers that she was already using in her office. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Absolutely. All she had to do is really organize it. Um, into a package and send it out. And here's the beauty of it. You want to create the marketing first for the product. Mm-hmm. So in our case, it was a teleseminar and, and emails driving people to the teleseminar. And we'll go over the complete system in just a second. But by creating the marketing, the teleseminar script, that told her what she was going to put in her product. Okay? So you're actually in the process of designing the product in your mind as you are creating the marketing materials for the product. So again, marketing is key. Product is important. I don't want people to misunderstand me and think that I'm saying that, oh, you can put out a, you know, a crappy product. No, this product was phenomenal. And she got feedback on it, and she made it better and better and better. But she got it out there. She, she took the Good enough is good enough and got it out there. So that's, that's the first lesson, okay? First thing you do is you market the product. Marketing first, product second. Okay, so product launch secret number one is marketing first, product second. What's the next secret? Here's the second secret. Now, on this one is you, before you do your product launch, you have to create a strategic launch plan. So everyone listening should write that down. Create a strategic launch plan. When somebody hires me to help them with their launch, uh, what we do, one of the first things that we do is I have them create a strategic launch plan, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, um, if somebody hires me to do the entire thing for them, for example, I just have a client, and this is a very, I don't take a lot of these, I can take a few of them, where we actually did everything. Uh, so my team and I actually created the entire launch for them and created the product for them as well. It was a, we put them in the information marketing business. Mm-hmm. And, but regardless, is this is where I start. I create the strategic launch plan. Okay, this is the foundation of your success. 
the first thing you need to do on this plan, I'm going to give some great details here, is to clearly define who your target market is. Okay? Mm-hmm. You want to answer this question, who exactly is my ideal client? This is the starting point to anything you're going to be marketing. Who is this going to? Who is my ideal client? If you don't have a crystal clear vision in your mind of, of who your ideal client is before you start your marketing plan, it's going to fail, okay? So there's a specific procedure I take people through so they can really identify their client on not just an intellectual level, but an emotional level as well, okay? On this plan, you're going to want to have the following elements. Number one, you're going to want to have how and where you're going to lead generate. Remember, with Alexis, she started with no list at all. So we had to come up with a plan for building the list, for building, for, for building the list. And so that was the first thing that was on the plan. Then you also want to have what are you going to use for your lead generation magnet? A lead generation magnet is something that attracts people, that, says, that people raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in what you have to offer. I'm interested in what you have to offer. And it could be a free report. It could be a free video series. It could be a MP3. It could be a CD, whatever. It could be a, an ebook, whatever it is. It's something that you're going to give away. Mm-hmm. Now, typically when I'm working with a client, what we do in the, the, the little system that I've come up with is we use the actual teleseminar as a lead generation magnet. So we're sending out emails to get people to register for this teleseminar where they're going to learn this great information. The advantage of using a teleseminar or a webinar um, as your lead generation magnet is manyfold. The first is it shows you all the way along whether you've got a hot idea and whether you're right on track. So let's say you send out some emails or you do some postings in forums and things like that to, to drive traffic to your landing page um, to – and I, if, if if people don't understand the terms that I'm using, they can ask questions later. Landing page to opt in to to, to listen in on this teleseminar. Um, if if you send out some emails, do some posts, and nobody goes to the web page to opt in, well, guess what? You you don't have a hot topic. <laughs> it's just not a hot topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's the first thing you've got to retweak it. Now you haven't lost any money. You haven't spent anything. It, it's it's easy. Mm-hmm. The next thing is, are people actually showing up on the call? Okay, people will register, but are they actually showing up on the call? Now, I have a specific procedure which really helps the, because typically only about half of the people to 40% of the people who sign up for a teleseminar actually show up. We we get much better results with that with our little system, and we get about 70, 65 to 70% of the people showing up for the actual call. Are they showing up? If they sign up but they don't show up, not good. Then the next thing is, in the final. Of course, piece to this is, do they buy? All right. If they buy, really good. But here's the thing. Even if they don't buy, but you had a whole bunch of people sign up for the call, that doesn't mean that your idea is dead. It just means in your delivery of the teleseminar, what you said in there didn't hit the emotional hot buttons that people wanted. So there's different phases. If people sign up and show up, that's good. If you don't sell, that's not good. But it doesn't mean your idea is dead. They were interested enough to show up. You just didn't present them with a more, uh, enough of a compelling offer to get them to buy your product. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, here's something that's really, really important. This um, strategic plan that you're creating that we're talking about is a uh, – way I like to put it is a, it's a living, breathing document. And by that, I mean this, is, this guides you, but you can't be bound by it. 
So there are going to be changes that you need to make, adjustments that you need to make. And in this business that we're in, you can make those changes. You can make those adjustments on the fly uh, so you can get the results that you want. Okay? So that is the second thing, creating this strategic plan. Now, here is a big, gigantic secret. It can be explained in three words. All right? And here are these three words. Set the date. Write down the date on your calendar. Circle it in red. Highlight it. Whatever you need to do. Put it on your calendar, the date that this launch is going to occur. And I want you to set the date so it makes you nervous. So that means set it so the date sooner rather than later. Okay. Every client who I work with freaks out (laughs) because I make them set the date so close to where they are right now. So, for example, when Alexis hired me, came to Atlanta for her full-day consultation, I had her commit to a date six six weeks out from that consultation. Again, keep in mind, she had no list. She had no marketing material. She had no product. She had no coffee, no no copy. Okay, she had nothing. And in six weeks, I told her she was going to do it. So what you want to do is you want to make sure you set this date so it's short enough to really stretch you and it makes you nervous. Okay, super Mm -hmm. important. If you set a date, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, in November, which is, you know, six months, four or five months from now, you're not going to stay motivated. The key is to take action, take massive action, take massive action quickly, and that's going to help you get results. And that's going to show you if you're on the right track. Um, there's a saying that um, I heard, I don't remember who I heard it from, but the, the saying is, uh, it's fail forward fast. Fail forward fast. Take massive action so you can see whether or not your thing's going to be working or not. I mean, do you want to wait a year to see if your idea is going to work? Or would you rather know in six weeks? Well, for me, um, I would rather know in six weeks, right? I want to know as quickly as possible whether it's going to succeed or fail so I can move on to something else or make adjustments uh, uh, to, to get what I want. Okay, so now you set the date for your product launch. It's in red. It's on your calendar, okay? I'm going to lay out for you right now the most fundamental way, okay, um, to launch your product. I kind of already told it, but I'm going to give you give you some more details about it, the teleseminar, all right? Here, here's the important thing. Uh, by the way, this assumes that you've built a list, all right? This assumes that you already have a list. We don't have time to get into every detail about how to build a list and everything like that. Um, but there are ways to, to use this even if you don't have a list. But here, let's assume that you've got some kind of list that you can market to. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to promote this via teleseminar. I do recommend teleseminars over webinars to get started. A webinar, although it's a very powerful tool, adds a level of complexity that you don't need right away and that you may never need. Just just to tie up the story, um, within a year and a half from that teleseminar, Alexis had built a uh, uh, $1.5 million information business, and the entire business was built on the back of teleseminars. So... Anyone who tells you teleseminars are dead, that teleseminars don't work, that nobody listens to teleseminars, they don't know what they're talking about, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recommend that uh, the folks on the call use a teleseminar to do their product launch. Okay. So here's what you do. Here are the exact steps. Number one, you're going to set up a landing page for people to register for your teleseminar, okay? On this landing page, in addition, of course, to the dates and the times and things like that, the time of the call, you're going to want to have some hot button uh, bullet points, some really strong bullet points teasing and describing what people are going to discover when they're on the call. Okay, it's like, a, it's like a mini sales page, but a really mini sales page. You are then going to send out to your list, the second step is to send out a save the date email. This is a teaser email that goes out 
gives the name of the teleseminar, a brief description of what you're going to be talking about, the date that the call's on, and tells people when registration for the call is officially going to open. All right? So this is a teaser email. So typically, we do our teleseminars on Thursdays. So we would send the teaser email out on Friday saying, hey, on Monday, make sure you check your email box because you'll have a chance to register for this, this unbelievable teleseminar that's coming up. So we tease it. We, we send out an email without letting them sign up for it at first. The next thing is you do, you're going to write four emails promoting the call. All of these emails drive people to the landing page to register. Okay, You're going to mm-hmm. send one email a day to, to the people on your list, getting them to register for the call. On the day of the call, and this is super important, you want to send out an additional reminder email to registrants. Um, we will sometimes even send out an email before, the day before, and the morning of the call. Okay. Very important that you do that. Okay, I'm going to give you a huge, I'm going to give you a, my, one of my biggest secrets on the call, which I usually don't give, and this is the truth for free. I usually don't okay. give a secret, but here it is. And I'm the only one doing this. <laughs> you want to send all four of the emails to your entire list, even to people who have opted in for the call. Okay, let me tell you why you want to do that. This is how I get 70% of the people who uh, uh, sign up for the call to show up for the call. I do that because each email is written in such a way that it builds the excitement for the call. The person who has already registered for the call sees it and says, oh, man, it's like a reminder to them every day about the call. And it gets them more and more excited about it. The wording that you want to use is, if you haven't registered yet, then then do this. Then go and register. That tells the people who have already registered, hey, I know you, you, I don't have to do anything. If you don't include that line, if you haven't registered yet, then what will happen is you're going to be getting emails from people saying, hey, wait a minute, I did register. Why are you sending me this email? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, this sounds like a little thing. It is a huge, huge secret. And the way that the four emails are written are very important because they build one builds upon the next, although they can all be independent because not everyone's going to read each one of the emails. But the guy who is registered for the call already, it acts as a reminder to this person and gets them really, really excited about being on the call. Now, um, then obviously you conduct the actual teleseminar then, all right? You mm-hmm. definitely want to practice it ahead of time. Uh, you need a, a, a fully written script. Your script is going to be about 20 to 25 pages long. Never do a teleseminar without a script. If I was selling something, if I was doing a sales thing, where I was selling a $1,500 product or a $2,000 product, um, you know, we're, um, we're, we're going to be selling, um, working with a private client right now, we're going to be selling a $15,000 product. Believe me, we have a, uh, a script. <laughs> we ain't winging that. <laughs> All right? Mm-hmm. So you have a script, um, and I've got a very specific template that you follow, but for the most for the most part, you need a script. You need to practice it ahead of time. Um, one of the, let me just say this: this is like really really important as well. Um, what I typically do is I act as the um, I like to have two people do the call together. One person acts as the host and interviews the other person. All right. So typically, when we're doing this, if I'm working with a private client, I'm the interviewer. So that's what I did with Alexis. I just did a product launch for. A company, um, uh, a, a company that wanted to add again a side profit center, information side profit center in their business. 
Um, we didn't do $117,000. We only did 55000 on the first call. So a little bit disappointing. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. saying that tongue-in-cheek, right? But what was really cool is you got to remember, this was, and this was a four-week promotion because these people had me do everything. So mm-hmm. this is a group that had me actually do the entire, the entire thing. So they went from not having an information marketing business to four weeks later having 55000 in sales. So, and by the way, this is also important for you to know, and this is, this is a key. You hear about these product launches from the internet marketing gurus. Hey, I did a million dollars. I did two million dollars. Well, a couple, a couple important things about that. Number one, the, the launches I'm talking about are not to the how to make money on the internet. So it's not guys who are making money on the uh, teaching teaching other people how to make money on the internet. There's this little incestuous group of people who send out emails to each other's list about how great their individual products are. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real, not that those aren't real businesses, but non how to make money on the internet launches. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, a little bit a little bit different here. Um, so uh, so the so the important thing again is. Um, the, the interview, the interview format works really, really well. Okay, and let me just go over the last part of this thing here. Um, a real secret now, in addition to that, is right when you do your call, you are going to sales are going to be rolling in for about fifteen to twenty-five minutes after you do the call, and you're going to be all excited because that's when the majority of your sales are going to come in, and then all of a sudden it's going to slow down and it's going to stop. You may have one trickle in overnight. But really, the way I structure it is I want people to, to buy now. So when, I, when, we, when we tell them where to go in order, they're rushing there uh, to go buy immediately. If you've ever seen a good platform sales presenter, person who's selling something from the stage, he has people run to the back of the room. That's how I structure this. Instead of people running to the back of the room, they're hanging up from the call and they're, calling, or they're going to the website or they're calling in uh, mm-hmm. to order the product. And I just gave you a big secret right there, by the way, too. Uh, two means of response, two means to, two ways to order. Number one, they can go to a website to order, but number two, they can call up a recorded message, uh, automated recorded message order line and order as well. There are people who would prefer to order over the phone than they do um, uh, on the Internet. So the majority of people will enter, will, will um, uh, order on the Internet, but for that small percentage of people who don't want to order on the Internet, I'll be happy to take their money over the telephone. So, but the fortune in this is really in the follow-up. Okay, it's really in the follow-up. Yes, you can sit back and be satisfied with your initial sale that you make. So, if Alexis did that, she would have been thrilled with her hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in sales, right? I mean, that's pretty darn good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good in an hour. However, yeah. we followed up, and because we followed up over a three-week period, now this was really—you typically don't follow up over that long of a period of time—but we did follow up for three weeks, she actually ended up with $225,000 in sales. Had she had not done that, think about how much money she would have left on the table. So the fortune is in the follow-up. What you want to do is you want to send out a series of emails after the call. And typically, I recommend a five-day deadline after the teleseminar. Okay, So Mm -hmm. five days after you do the teleseminar, that's when you're going to close registration for your program, sale of your product, or whatever. Here is another big, gigantic secret. Um, I hope people are taking notes here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff, uh-huh. um, if I do say so myself. On the last day of the launch, you send out three emails to the people who opted in to the teleseminar. 
one first thing in the morning that says, hey, the deadline is today at 5 o'clock. You send a second one around noon, and the third one you send out one hour before the deadline. Okay, you're going to get a flurry of orders on that last day and at the last minute. I mean, it is going to be shocking. It, in a recent product launch that I, I did um, for a client, uh, we did half of the sales immediately after the teleseminar. Okay? Mm-hmm. So half of the sales came in like right after the call, and then they just died out. But check this out. 20% of the sales came in on the last day. In the last hour, I think we got like 20 sales. Uh, it was, it was, I mean, that was even amazing to me. I mean, yeah. so we sent out that the one, hey, this thing is closing in, in five, you know, in, in one hour. People said, hey, I better get off the fence. These guys aren't fooling around. And then the final thing, if you are saying that you're going to close the thing at five o'clock, close the thing at five o'clock. So what we do is we put up a page that says, hey, sorry, the program is closed. We're sold out. If you'd like to get early notification of the next time that the program opens, put your name and email address in here now. To me, you need to do that to remain in integrity. And, 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 and for, so from an integrity standpoint, I think it's important that you do what you say you're going to do. Also, from a marketing standpoint, it's really good because the next time you do a product launch, people are going to say, hey, this guy's not, not fooling, right? This guy's serious. When he says it closes at 5 o'clock, it closes at 5 o'clock. Because you, because the thing is, you train your customers. You train your customers, and you can either train them to to believe what you say, so that you're they say, if this guy says it, it's going to happen, or you train them. You come up with some bogus excuse like, "Well, you know, the, the server went down." I mean, people don't buy that crap anymore. They just, I mean, it's just don't don't do it. All right, just say, you know, the program is closed, and and then to again remain integrity, be be in honesty. And if you follow that simple formula I laid out, and you market first, and you do this as I laid it out, I mean, you have a chance of being really, really successful at it. Great. So that in a quick, quick 36 minutes <laughs> is uh, the, the, the way uh, to launch a product. Dave, you mentioned scarcity earlier and how when you have a deadline, it really is a deadline. It's not a fake. I wanted to ask you, when you're doing a launch, is it a time deadline that you use rather than a limit to the amount of products that you're selling? Which, which way do you typically do that? That's a great question, and oftentimes I will use both. So, for example, in a recent product launch, um, I did for myself in another business that I had, that I have, actually the business that I have with my client, Alexis, um, uh, we started a business together, um, is uh, we use both. So we said the first 100 people or by this deadline. So by this time deadline. So we gave them both. And what was really funny is that we actually hit um, our, 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 our quantity deadline was 100 people because we were doing an actual coaching program. We really couldn't take more than 100 and give people personal service. That yeah. was like a real thing. We couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up on the last day um, adding – we actually had 102 people in the program. So it was just amazing. So we used both. Um, typically, what I would do in most cases is use a, uh, just a time deadline that this program is closing. Um, at this certain amount of time, you know, in, in five days or whatever. You talked earlier about the email sequence that you send out to people. Is that strictly text-based emails or would you include the use of video as well? Uh, absolutely text-based emails. Uh, the, the, the use of video is great. Again, 
Um, but what will happen with people, um, you know, driving people to a video or something like that, is it's going to bog them down. It's going to take a lot longer to get to market, to, to get to actually the selling of the thing. Oh, yeah. um, the system okay. that I want to use with people, and I teach to people, and then I implement for people is, hey, let's get to the money quickly. Let's get to the money quickly. And video adds an entire new element, um, uh, um, a level of complexity that is not necessarily when you're initially doing it. Keep in mind that Alexis and I built her uh, one million plus business on the back of nothing but teleseminars. No, mm-hmm. no video. We're doing another launch of this same program right now, and we are using video for the first time. So, but again, the, the million dollar business, million dollar per year business, was built upon teleseminars and text-based emails. Do you ever use social media as opposed to, or in addition to, the emails? Yeah, you want to use as many um, tools as you possibly can. Uh, social media is one of the weakest. Um, I am not a huge fan of social media uh, at all. It can't hurt if you've built up a list of people. But what you will notice is that your opt-in rate from social media will be abysmal. So, for example, um, recently did a promotion. The opt-in rate from people coming from social media to actually opting in from the call was like 10%. Um, from uh, from email, it was like uh, it was fifty one percent, and so yeah, I mean, use it. You want to use all that you possibly can. It's free, but the whole thing about social media and spending all your time on social media and doing all of that, it's it's there's really way more productive ways to use your time. Uh, an example of a way more productive way to use your time is to go into uh, forums and discussion boards and answer questions for people. And um, at the bottom of your email in the resource box that you're allowed to have in a, in a form when you answer questions, you drive people to your teleseminar page. That is how one of the, that's how Alexis got started and um, building her list was that. She went in, acted, was an expert, she was an expert, started answering questions, simply had a little resource box that said, hey, discover how I close 97.5% of the people who come into my office for an initial consultation. Um, sign up for my free teleseminar. And there was a link. People would go to the page. They would sign up. Um, and so that is, that's going to get you far better results than uh, doing social media. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really do anything on it. And I just... It's just not the the absolute best use of your time uh, to do that. There are other ways that are more effective than that. But certainly, if you've got a a list of you know fifty thousand Twitter followers, apps, yeah, use it. You can't hurt to use it. Dave, you mentioned how Alexis made plenty of initial sales on the teleseminar itself, uh, and then five days later, you made some additional sales as well. Any guidance that you can give us or advice on things that we can sell on the back end? Well, no, no. The, the just I just clarify. There's there's two. There's a couple things here. The okay. first thing is that was the when she ended up with two hundred twenty five thousand in sales. That was from the same product. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that was from the same product. And uh, there's a number of ways uh, to do that. One is simply with a follow up campaign, like I just talked about, with an email every day, then three emails on the last day. Okay. But we did it a little bit differently than we did in what we called encore presentations of the call. So. Um, they, the call was recorded already. We didn't tell people it was recorded, but we didn't tell them that it was not recorded. We called them encore presentations of the call. And, and we actually literally, and I'm not kidding you here, Joey, we literally sent out the same campaign two more times. The same campaign that we had already done, signing people up for the teleseminar. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, it was really, really funny because when we, the first time we did it, we did like 117 in sales and then, 
I don't know, she did like 50 in sales. Anyway, there was one day when we finally decided we've done enough replays of this call. She calls me up and she's bumming. I'm not kidding you. She's, she's, she actually was in yoga class, literally in yoga class, all right? Uh-huh. Not even on the call. They're doing nothing, right? Because the call's already recorded. And yeah. she says, oh, yeah, we only did 15,000 in sales today. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, let's get a reality check here. <laughs> we only did 15,000 in sales today. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, so there's a number of ways that you could, the, the, the key though, the key concept is not really how you do it, it's really that it is in the follow-up. Now, mm-hmm. to follow up to your question, yes, then you definitely want to have a back end. Um, this mm-hmm. is getting more into, there's a front end, which is the initial product you sell, then the back end, which yeah. are the other products that you sell. Um, this is getting a little bit deeper into information marketing, but what you want to do is when you're creating your first product, you want to seed what your next product is going to be inside that product. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I'm selling a course on on um, marketing and I'm giving uh, – in the course, I'm giving a whole bunch of uh, copyright-free marketing doc- – I've got a product like that, your marketing department in a box. So mm-hmm. it's got a whole bunch of copyright-free documents in it and the ones that I've written. Well, I'm going to see it in that course that, you know what, you really need to learn how to do copywriting yourself. All right? I'm just using this mm-hmm. as an example. Yeah. And then, then the next course I could possibly sell was a, uh, a course on copywriting. Then in the copywriting course, I would see the next thing I'm going to sell. So you've got you to really think through all of this. But one of, the, one of the things that you'll find out is once you make this initial sale, your customers will basically tell you what they want, what mm-hmm. they're looking for. So the first thing that we knew, uh, the, one, the main question I asked Alexis, and people are going to want to write this down, is, what is the greatest pain that your market is feeling that you can solve? Because if you can solve their greatest pain, that's a great position to be in. So the greatest pain for this market, we're having clients come in and not knowing how to sell them, not knowing how to close the sale because the lawyers weren't trained in, on how to do that. So we decided that her first product should be a client engagement system. Well, then we found out that the next big issue that they had was, well, they didn't know how to generate leads. So we came up with a client attraction system. And it eventually morphed into something else that I do, uh, which is helping people develop area-exclusive, high, high-end, area-exclusive coaching programs. So now Alexis has, I think it's about 70 lawyers across the country who um, get coaching from her and from her team and get marketing materials that they can use exclusively in their designated areas. Uh, and they're paying, you know, $7,500 a month and uh, $7,500 down and 1500 a month. Um, I've done this with a, uh, a dentist client of mine who charges $50,000 a year to dentists to be, get in his area exclusive coaching program. So there's a bunch of things that you can do on the back end, but you can't do those things until you launch your initial product. Are there any big mistakes that we should watch out for, Dave? Any common pitfalls that people fall into with this type of launch? Yeah, there's, well, there's, 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 there's a number of them. And one is, again, we've mentioned at the top, and I keep mentioning because it it's so important, is working constantly on the product uh, and not getting into the marketing of it. Um, the next thing is uh, falling in love with your product, falling in love with your idea. <laughs> so this, is, this is a really tough one. And I've had this. I mean, you love this thing. You think that this thing is the greatest thing, and you, and you keep trying it, and you bang your head up against the wall, and you keep adjusting it, and sometimes it's not going to work. <laughs> and, you know, the, the best thing that you can do is say, next, move on. So don't fall in love with your idea. Don't fall in love uh, with your product. And, and I've done this. You know, I, I've done this. Uh, another huge mistake that people make is getting inventory. 
the beauty of the information marketing business is that you don't need any inventory. You can what is called print on demand. And so, you know, you don't want to go out and, and order, you know, a thousand copies of your thing. Um, you, you order no copies of your thing. And then when you sell 10 of them, you get 10 of them produced and you mail it out. So you're not having money tied up in inventory. Now, obviously, when you get more sophisticated and your business is humming along, I mean, we're not, like, for example, now, we're not creating products one-to-one. Uh, one I mean, we're, have, we're keeping a small amount in inventory. When those get depleted, we add to them. Um, but in the, initially, no, you don't do that because you don't know if you're, if you're going to sell them or, or not. So really, most of the products, uh, most of the, the problems with center around uh, products. As far as the actual teleseminar, you need to mix content in there, but not, not losing sight of what the purpose of the um, call is. <laughs> the mm -hmm. purpose of the call is to sell the person your product. Mm -hmm. You want to deliver good content, but you don't want to do it at the expense of closing the sale. Everything, um, there's a saying in selling, every, always be closing, always be closing. So mm -hmm. the entire presentation is, is one big close. So, I mean, it's... We, to go over the structure of the script would be too much for this call, but just just keep that in mind. You want to do you want to give content, but you don't want to give so much content that you rush through your close at the end, all right? Because yeah. the close is the whole deal. That's that's another big mistake that people make. If we wanted to do an interview format, whether that is on video, perhaps you know face to face with our guest, or tele seminar, or a webinar, do you have any tips for us there? If you're going to do an interview format, you have to make sure that it looks like TV. And meaning you're going to have to have a two camera shot, uh, and you're going to, you're going to have to make it look professional. So you know, no one wants to sit there with a, you know, no one's going to sit there and watch a 30 minute video or even a 15 minute video of a wide shot of two people sitting in chairs talking to each other. That's not going to happen. All right. So you want to, you know, you got to make it look kind of professional. The closer you can make it to look like TV, the better. So when we do the teleseminar, I mean, it sounds like an interview. I mean, it sounds, I used to be in radio, so it's it's a professional interview uh, of the person. And the the big tip, whether you're doing it on a webinar or on video or on teleseminar, uh, the big the big tip is to um, the interviewer acts as a represent representative of the audience of the of the listener. So I'm asking questions that the listener would ask. I'm also bringing up any objections that the listener would have. Um, so we're answering all objections ahead of time in the context of the teleseminar. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Where can we go if we want to find out more about you or get in contact with you? Go to DaveD.com, D-A-V-E-D-E-E.com, and sign up for my daily email newsletter. Here's why. Two levels. One, I give out great information, and it's funny, and it's entertaining, and you're going to learn a lot. Uh, and in fact, the the... Uh, the outline of the product launch formula that I talked about today is on my blog, which came from my daily email. I do a daily blog post, daily email. And but on the second level, not from all what you're going to just learn from reading the content that I give you. What I want everyone to do, because you're information marketers too, is I want you to watch what I'm doing um, and model what I'm doing. So there's two levels of learning. One, the actual content that you're getting from me, but the second level of learning that you're going to get is by watching, hey, this is you'll, you'll see me doing product launches. You'll see how I write my emails and send them out. So there's an education in that as well, and that's at Dave D. That's D-A-V-E-D-E-E dot -E -E com. 
Brilliant. Thank you to everyone who joined us today and thank you, Dave, for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks, Joy. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. 